You're listening to the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. Can I just say that LinkedIn is the most annoying social media platform ever? I don't know how to work it. I tried earlier on my break, like just to do simple functions and couldn't figure it out. And the only reason that I'm updating it is because I have a master plan. First of all, I have a new job. Second of all, I haven't updated my jobs in like five jobs ago. So I went on LinkedIn just to like update my shit. You know, I was going to put my regular nine to five and then my new job and also my job in Oregon. Just add it all to my LinkedIn, my portfolio. Number one reason why LinkedIn's annoying because it's not user friendly. So I added my bicoastal media, which I just said that really bicoastal media. I added my Oregon job first and then I went to go add another job and my new job replaced it. I don't know how the fuck I want to I want to I want to go to my page and I want it to be like, bam, 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 three jobs right there, right in the right front and center. So, OK, I'm just going to tell you. Actually, no, I'm not going to tell you yet. I want to make you wait. <laughs> um. Although if you saw my Instagram, you probably already know, but I'm still going to wake you. Wait, no, I'll just tell you right now. So what's been in the works is I am the new content engagement specialist for Fuego, which is what I used to be on here in Sacramento. Also going to be doing another radio station that's new on the scene in Sac. So I'm going to be running the social media pages for those. So I need a favor from you guys. One of the pages hasn't been created yet, but I need everyone to go follow the Fuego page on social media. And if you didn't know, Fuego changed their frequency. So they're not at 103.5 anymore. They're at 101.9. You heard me right. So if you could go follow us on social media on Instagram, that would be great and really help me out fuego 101.9 and please engage with every single thing that I post okay thanks bye also going to be running another social media account when I get there I'm also going to be asking you to follow that and to lather rinse repeat and so going to be posting a lot about the bachelor pop culture stuff I'm really going to focus my energy on killing it and building the brand and I'm also back on the drive home on fuego I'm not on for a full shift though I think they really want to make sure that I can juggle all of this so I'm really only on it's not like it's not a full shift so I wasn't even sure if I was going to say anything about that part I was definitely going to announce that I was the new content engagement specialist but as far as being on the air I'm really just on literally for the drive home the four o'clock and five o'clock hour which is not typical for a shift, but I'll take it. I'm happy to be back. And then I'm also going to be running that other social media page. So anyways, I I added my bi-coastal media. I added my introvision back onto my work. And then I was going to add my regular nine to five, which I have not spoken on this podcast as to what it is. However, it is a big company and they do have a podcast. And so they have a guy that runs the podcast. So my master plan was I was going to add all the shit to my page and then I was going to find him on LinkedIn and I was going to add him. But I needed to show my nine to five that I work with him at the same company. And then I needed to show all my other accomplishments, all my other jobs. So if anyone knows how to work LinkedIn, please reach out to me. I'm the content engagement specialist, but I can't figure out how to work LinkedIn. The thing is, it's so different on the desktop and the phone, and I just don't know which one's better. The other annoying thing about LinkedIn is the notifications, like everything that you do, log in. Oh, Megan's logged in and you get a million likes. And so now my messages are blowing up and they have those like pre-formatted messages that you can send people. So it's a lot of like, congratulations on the new position from people that I don't even know. So I don't really want to respond. I haven't even looked, but I last time I, well, I haven't looked, but I've looked. And the last time I checked, I had like 19 messages. So it's a whole thing. 
So that's what's been going on in my life. So I now have three jobs to my already busy schedule, but I think it's going to be okay because I can manage posting on social media. When it's for myself, I'm like, I don't have the energy for it. But if it's to build a brand and I'm getting paid, well, then you know I'm going to you know, I'm going to do it and I'm going to, baby, you can do it. Take the time, do it right. You can do it, baby. Anyways, I feel like I've been burdening you guys too much with how busy I am. And I really felt that yesterday when my friend Jen texted me um, a suggestion for a desk. And then she said, no response required. And that hurt my heart. And I did respond because I want to respond to my friends. It's not that I don't want to. It's just that I am finding hard, finding it hard to manage but when she said that, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm like pounding it into your heads too much. Like I'm busy and I get it. Everyone's busy. And I feel like I've said that for like the past eight episodes. So I'm going to stop talking about how busy I am and I'm going to embrace the fact that I was off work for an entire year and now I'm 30, flirty and thriving with all my jobs. I feel really thankful. Number one, because I can get pedicure, manicure, eyes, brows, laminated, lashes. I get the whole shebang. I'm going to be looking fly as hell tomorrow because I got my lashes done after work today, which means it is six o'clock right now when I'm recording this. <clears throat> six o'clock. Where's Benny? Or where's Benny? Where's Brett? So we can sing six o'clock already. Chuck was just in the my squiddle of a dream. Um, I went and got my lashes done. I have a brow lamination tomorrow. I know I said I was going to get a pedicure last week, but I didn't. I chickened out because I'm nervous about someone making eye contact with my toe, but I'm going to do it tomorrow and it's going to be great. And I'm going to it's going to be fine. I'm just going to go to a place I don't normally go to. Not that it matters because the people at the place don't know me, but I just don't want to run into anyone when I'm addressing my toe situation. Actually, I haven't touched it. It's not like I'm, I'm not, I don't like touch my feet. Sorry, this is already grossing people out. But I happened to touch it over the weekend, the nail. And there is like a full half of a nail back already. Like my nails grow so fast. So I'm blessed. <laughs> I was, I told my friend Amanda over the weekend, I was like, I'm going to get that half the nail put, painted. And she was like, don't, cause you don't want to stunt the growth. And I don't know how nail regeneration works or whatever. So I'm not going to mess with it. I'm just going to get a nice neutral color so that everything blends in. So Friday, let's just, let's just rewind back to the beginning of the weekend. That's where we'll start today even though I've already started, gone down the rabbit hole six minutes in talking about God knows what. Um, Friday, I had a really bad day at work, really bad day. So I had plans to go with my friend Amanda to go to Sad Summerfest, which was a concert at Papa Murphy's Park that's no longer called Papa Murphy's Park. It's now called like Health Net or something. A music festival with bands that I, I mean, I've heard of All Time Low, but the rest of them hadn't heard of them. She made me a playlist, but didn't really listen to a lot of it. And I knew it was going to be one of those situations where like, for instance, I went and saw Taylor Swift a long time ago just to go see her. Didn't listened to the music before the album 1989 had no clue only knew the songs on the radio went to the concert had such a great time and then was obsessed with the songs well this happened with sad summer fest there was definitely some songs that are going to stick with me for life but my back is killing me um I had a really bad day at work so I was just about to get off and I get a call and it's this guy who wants to go over like everything about his bill. And he wasn't understanding and he wasn't taking what I was saying as fact. He just was treating me like he didn't like I didn't know what I was talking about. So I was sweating because he was making me nervous and he was demeaning. Also, he was running a liquor store while he was talking to me. So he kept helping customers while I was in the middle of a sentence. And it had been like 
30 minutes and I was supposed to be leaving. So I tried to just not look at the clock. But then it got to a point where he was like, can I talk to someone that knows what they're talking about? And that sent me over the edge. I think I was frustrated. It was a combination of things. So I get over to escalate the call. And as soon as someone gets on the phone on the other on the other line, a supervisor, I start bawling my eyes out. And then I start crying even harder because I'm so embarrassed. So I transfer the call and then I come out of the room and Brett is like, why are you letting them get to you and just not making it any better for me? He's actually making it worse. So I'm crying even harder and I'm trying to stop because I'm trying to get ready. And so Brett has to drop me off at the concert or to meet Amanda to go walk to the concert. And I'm ignoring him the whole time, like being such a bitch because... I just didn't want to talk. I was done talking. I didn't. I it, Nothing's worse than when you're upset than someone telling me, telling you not to worry about it or not to let it bother you. Like, OK, easier said than done. Thank you for the recommendation. 1010 recommend. I'm trying. So I just ignored him and he dropped us off at the front of the concert, got out of the car. I was like, didn't even say goodbye. I was like I said, I was being very rude. And so. I ended up texting him later and apologizing because the concert, while it was fun, number one, it was very dead. Like there wasn't a lot of people there, which was good because COVID, but also just like, I don't know, the vibe, I guess, was there for my friend Amanda because she knew all the music. I knew absolutely nothing. So I found myself like trailing off. And so I decided to text Brett and apologize. I had it in me. I was feeling the the bad mood wiped away because of the beers that I was drinking. And um, I texted him and I was like, I'm sorry for being mean. It's not your fault. And he was like, it's OK. I take the rough with the smooth. And I thought that was just like the funniest thing ever, because if that doesn't describe me to a T, I don't know what does. I only had three beers at this concert because number one, they're expensive. And number two, I'm just not really a beer drinker anymore, especially not like a festival beer drinker. Like, what are my choices? 805 or 5 million IPAs? No, thank you. I did, however, walk away from Amanda at some point to go get some food because I was fucking famished. And I went to this food truck and it was like a waffle cone. And mostly they had desserts, but they also had chicken. So it was like a waffle cone with chicken in it and mac and cheese and ranch. And it was the best thing I've ever had in my life. The portion wasn't very big. It was like, you know, just whatever standard and like $27. But it was so good. And I haven't stopped thinking about it. I think it was called like bubble cone or something. Anyways, After we left, Amanda had parked across the street, took us like 30 minutes to walk to the car. I was like, I want to go home so bad, but there's nothing that I'm dreading more than walking from the stadium to the car that's parked super far away. She didn't park in the parking lot. And so we get home and I go straight to bed, even though I wanted to stay up and watch Love Island. I went straight to bed and I felt like dog shit the next day. Three beers. I felt like absolute shit the next day and I had to work and we had big plans to go to the skating rink after I got off work these plans have been weeks in the making it was me Amanda my friend Cody and Brett and so I get off work and I'm trying to talk everyone kind of out of going I'm like oh we're gonna have to wear masks it's not even gonna be fun and everyone's like come on Megan it's gonna be a good time we have these plans it'll be fun and so um they talked me into it so our plan was to go skating and then go to the new Rock and Brews that's attached to Cal Expo. But we were starving now. We didn't eat breakfast. We didn't eat lunch. We had a coffee and that's it. So we were just like, let's go eat now and then we'll go to skating afterwards. So we all go to Rock and Brews. And to be honest, I was expecting it to be not good. You know, it's where the Paradise Island used to be. And it's a chain. I believe there's only a few. And Gene Simmons owns it. So anyways, walk in and I was just expecting it to be, you know, like a chain restaurant, like a Buffalo Wild Wings, or like a BJ's or something. You guys, the food was so good. There's it is was so freaking good. It's huge. 
The drink menu is vast. Um, there's batting cages. There's mini golf. We didn't do any of that. We just went there for the food. The food is legit so good. All of us were shocked. When I left, I kept saying, I cannot believe how good that food was. I was just not expecting it to be good. The portions were big. The price wasn't bad. The food was really, really good. Eventually, they're going to have concerts there inside and outside. You guys got to go check it out. I'm telling you, it'd be a fun date night, but also just like a good place to grab some food. There wasn't a wait. We got right in. There's lots of seating. So I can't, I mean, I can see it getting busy, but I don't, I don't know. There's so many places to sit that I can't see it ever getting to the point where there would be like too long of a wait just because there's so many options there. It was really good. So I definitely recommend. And then we came home so I could grab my skates because <laughs> no way I was leaving those in the car while we were inside to get them stolen. No, they don't make Carreras anymore. So excited to go get my skates on. So we came home. We got my skates and we went to the skating rink. And right when we walk in, I'm like, you know, getting all hyped up. And we get inside and it starts off bad because I yell through the thing. Can I get um, two two for the first session and a rollerblade rental for Brett? Because Brett was insistent on getting rollerblades. So we pay 24 bucks. We go over to the skate rental place and he's like, oh, you don't have to write the right stamp for for rollerblades or whatever. So I go back over and I'm like, hi, I said rollerblades. And she was like, oh, that's going to be an extra $2. I was like, well, I paid 24. And they were like, yeah, that's not enough. You need an extra $2. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm not tripping over $2. 20. I just, I thought I clearly said rollerblades. So Brett gets his rollerblades. We all get our skates on. We go get a locker and we get on, we get on the floor. And Amanda is scared to death and Brett is um, thinks that he's killing it, hunched over like he's skiing and Cody is selfieing the entire time. And I am acting like I don't know any of them. Just kidding. <laughs> but really, I was pretending like I didn't know Brett. Brett looked Fuck, he thought he was killing it too. Every time we got off the rink, he'd be like, did you see me? I was the fastest one out there. I was the best one out there. Wasn't I so good? I was faster than everyone. And we're all like, uh-huh, uh-huh, sure, Brett. Amanda only went around a couple times. She was not feeling it at all. And Brett was like running laps around us. He surely was the fastest one out there, but he also looked like a deer in headlights. Like his knees were kind of buckling. He did fall at one point and he tumbled like 80 million times and um, stood right up. Everything was fine after that. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The the girl that's behind the, behind the mic that was doing the announcement just pisses me off when I think about my skating rink days. They wouldn't let me work there, but they have these bozos behind the mic that are making legit eight minutes announcements like okay we get it you have to put your mask on no funny business blah 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 oh that was another thing they told Brett they were he was gonna have to take his hat off and he was like no fucking way in hell am I taking my hat off so you see him just buzzing around the skating rink dodging little kids um, you know, just making split second decisions to get out of the way of other people. I was watching him cut in front of other people, people getting annoyed. Every time Brett came by me, I was like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Cause I know you're going to fall. And you're going to take me down with you. Don't touch me. I kept saying, don't touch me. Don't touch me. He was going so hard that he was sweating through his shirt. I mean, we were all sweating, like no doubt about it, sweating profusely, but he was sweating so much because he was treating it like he was at a fucking hockey game. You wouldn't even believe it. If you haven't seen the video, I'll put it up at what the Chuck podcast. He thought he was killing it back in my day. If someone was wearing rollerblades, can't sit with us. Can't couple skate with us, not sharing a locker with us. It's not happening. And then what are the odds? I posted a video and someone commented and was like, I was there tonight too. I'm like, what in the world? There was a bachelorette party there, which I could see how that could be fun if it was like 
part of the bachelorette party, but I could tell this was like the, like this was the main event. And that is sad kind of in a way. Also, the kids that work there are dumber than a bag of fucking rocks. I was like, can I get an icy and a soda? Because we just wanted a reason to take our mask off for a minute. So I was like, okay, I'll get a soda and an icy. Brett and I will go share these. And then I was like way behind in the line. I was like, what kind of sodas do you have? He's like, I don't know. I was like, well, can you fucking check? Oh, my lanta. But it was a lot of fun. We didn't stay very long. I would say we stayed like an hour and 10 minutes because we were hot as fuck. It is not fun wearing a mask. And even though I was just in a bad mood and like kind of hung over and that's why I didn't want to go, I also really didn't want to go and wear a mask. I felt like if we weren't wearing masks, it would have taken, I don't know, it just adds like another obstacle and it's right there on your face, you know? But came home, watched Love Island, watched part of Suicide Squad, which mm, wasn't very good. Have you watched it yet? It's on HBO Max. We watched half of it that night and then the rest the next night. It just was like, I'll never watch it again. It wasn't as good as the first one. I don't know. I mean, it was good, but it was not something that I'd watch again. Put it that way. Benny is um, improving a little bit. He won't eat his food excuse me, out of the bowl or out of the raised bowl, but he will eat it out of our hands for the most part, but he loves to eat it off the floor. We got the, cl- the cleaners came today though, so there's no way in hell I'm dumping kibble and rice on the floor. But yeah, I mean, he he seems to be enjoying it more. He's eating more than he was before. He's not excited to eat. And then today I gave him a piece of salami and I literally started choking on it. And I was like, that's what I get for trying to feed him something when everyone said, don't feed him anything else but that. Um, cocktails. I went and had cocktails last week. I told you guys. Okay, so my episode came out on Wednesday. On Wednesday, I went to Danny's house, um, Danny from Bar Bliss, and I wasn't sure what to expect. Like, Brett was like, when are you going to be back? I was like, I don't know, like an hour and a half. I was like, I don't, I think she just wants me to taste her menu. Um, we're going to hang out a little bit, but we've never hung out before. So I literally didn't know what to expect. I went over in like stretchy pants right out of the shower. I had laid out that day for a couple hours. I was so sunburned. I didn't even realize it till later on in the night. Anyways, I walk in. She has the cutest little bar set up, like an actual wooden bar. And then she has a menu posted of all the tastings that we're going to do. I die. I had no idea it was going to be like that. And so she makes me my first drink. And it was a crushed margarita or like a blended margarita, which are my favorite. I don't really like a shaken margarita as much as I like a blended margarita. Call me white trash. But Chevy's back in the day with those margaritas. I mean, those are like the shittiest margaritas, but they're also the best margaritas, you know? So she made a margarita and she's pregnant, by the way. So she's like rushing around the kitchen. She's cutting up bread. She's making an appetizer like I couldn't believe it. I literally thought I was going to like take she was going to like strain a little, you know, how they do like a little straw thing. I thought she was going to like strain a little taste of a cocktail in a Dixie cup and then ask me to like rate it one to ten. I had no idea it was going to be such an elaborate setup. And it was just so nice just to sit back and chill and talk to a friend and like get to know someone and drink these amazing cocktails. I'm going to put the menu up of all the drinks that we had at what the Chuck podcast. I was so bummed though. So I've started to, I started to feel fucked up. Like I started to get drunk. Luckily she lives right down the street, but I was, um, she had said that she had a drink planned at the end and she was going to taste test it with me. It was like, um, like a beer, but with glitter in it. And I've been dying to have one of those glittery drinks And I started to feel drunk and also my phone was going to die. And also it was late and I had to work the next day. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go. And she was like, oh, we have one more drink, but we can save it for next time. I was like, oh, if I drink another drink, I'm literally going to sleep on your couch. Um, But it was just 
the drinks were so freaking amazing. And the presentation, one of the drinks had like a little wooden clothespin on it, holding a piece of dried fruit. I mean, the detail, the detail. And it's also so great because my friend Santina just moved back to Sacramento and she's an event planner. And so I want to hook the two of them up because I feel like they could just conquer Sacramento with their businesses. Anyways, I don't know if you have an event coming up. I know that holiday season is approaching, even though it's so crazy to say that. But literally, there's already sweaters out at Target and people are talking about pumpkin spice. Sprice. So if you have events coming up, definitely follow Barbless on Instagram because it is just like the best cocktails ever and the perfect addition to your party. Like, I can't wait to do something again because I want to have these cocktails literally all the time. Like I said, I'm going to post the menu at What the Chuck podcast. She also made this dip. Oh, my God, you guys. My mouth is watering just talking about it. She made this dip. It was goat cheese, sun-dried tomato, and, like, garlic. And then she cut up a baguette, which came in clutch when I started to feel a little woozy. I had my water in the other room. I think when I go out, you know, my drinks are super spaced out because it's not like someone literally there waiting for you to finish your drink. You have to flag down a bartender. No. When I finished my drink, she was on top of it making the next one. And um, a couple, I think I had tequila, more tequila than I normally have. So I think that also contributed to it. But normally I spread my drinks out. I was drinking them back to back to back and I couldn't sip them. They were so good that I just like wanted to down them. Literally the best craft cocktails ever. And I had them down the street from my house in my pajamas with a friend. I mean, what more could you fucking ask for? Danny is so fun to hang out with, too. She should just sell her services. She should just come with the bar bliss. And she's just there to talk to people and be friendly and make friends and have conversation. I mean, she's got a great, great business module there, especially with her personality. Oh, you guys, I'm telling you, follow Barbara, bar bliss on Instagram. If you're not already, I'm going to tag them in my post at what the Chuck podcast so that you can directly link to her page to see her cocktails and just to see her website, which is amazing. I wish someone would build me a website like that. Instead, I'm in charge of it. And it looks like it was done from prison because I'm in charge of it, but I refuse to pay someone because I've paid for the theme and I've paid for the website and it's been expensive over the course of the years and it doesn't even work right now. I don't know what happened. A virus hacked it and now it's not usable. And I don't know. I don't just want to ditch it because I own Megan Rage, www.meganrage.com. I don't, didn't know I didn't need to say the www. Anyways, I don't want to ditch it because I have it. But I also, it's not working. So it's just embarrassing. I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Enough, enough about that. Um, let's see. Oh, I've noticed something that I've been doing and I might, I might try to make it a thing. It might, might be a regular thing whenever I get off the phone with someone. So when I get off the phone at work, another call comes right in, but most of the time I'm dealing with a difficult customer. So I've noticed something that I started doing and now it's just become a habit. When someone gets off the phone or when we hang up, I throw the peace sign up at my computer screen and there's like a variation of peace signs that I throw up. There's the, oh my God, that was super annoying and I had to be so fake nice to you. Bye. That peace sign goes up and that's like a very like, like I just ate a lemon face. Like my mouth is open and my peace signs up like, bye. There is the fuck you. I've been flipping you off the entire time peace sign. And that one is goes in front of my body and it shakes a little bit at the screen. And then if I'm really mad at you and I'm over it, both of my fingers go up kind of like the um, not like you can see what I'm doing, but, you know, the Joey, the Joey fuck you thing, kind of like that. But with my two my two peace signs. So I'm a big peace sign to the computer screen after someone's gotten off the phone. Sometimes I do just do a little cutesy like hmm, just a little hmm, peace sign head cocked to the side. Hmm. 
you know, if it's just like a normal conversation. But when I'm done with it, that's how I kind of let go of it with a peace sign. And I've just noticed that I started doing it and it, it's I've been doing it on like every single call. I'm like, I got to write that down and tell everyone that like it is a good way to just purge your previous conversation. If you're at a job where you talk to people and they can't see you, hit them with the peace sign before they go. Feels real good. It actually does make me feel better, believe it or not. Um, my friend Kaylin is actually the one that introduced me to Danny from Bar Bliss. She met her and then told me about her business. And I'm so thankful for that. And I cheered with Kaylin in high school. We were friends in high school and we're still friends now, but I don't see her very often. Only when I go to Pilates, which it's been a real long time since that happened. But she just goes on these adventures like she just drove for like a week. It felt like two weeks. It might have been two weeks to like Wyoming, Montana, the Dakotas. She just packs up her car with a tent and some food and alcohol and she goes out by herself and she just camps in the wilderness and she posts about it and she goes to like little hole in the wall bars in these cities and let me tell you it feels so brave to me I cannot picture myself ever doing something like that but I want to so bad because it sounds therapeutic it sounds it it looks it it feels it through the Instagram just to be by yourself out in the open road pitching a tent here's the thing Never pitched a tent, never camped on the ground. Well, maybe I have a couple times never by myself. I am too scared. I would never be able to do this. I would be terrified that I would get eaten by bears, kidnapped. I would break a tire. I mean, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I keep telling her that she's so brave and courageous for doing this. And it just feels very eat, pray, love, drive, camp, drink, as I, I believe what I called it. It feels like it would just be so therapeutic, like I said. However... I can never see that happening. Number one, I i mean, when am I ever by myself? Number two, I would be too scared. But man, I wish I was more like her. I'm glad that there are people out there that do things like that because I feel like the world needs more of that. People that are just like down to take a risk. She said it's not risky. She said it's totally normal and fine and she doesn't feel, well, I think sometimes she feels nervous, but you couldn't tell by looking at her. She like goes to national parks and Brings her float like her floaty and floats around in the in the fucking water. What? P pigtail braids with a Coors Light koozie. Just camps out and watches the sunset. I don't even know how to light a fire. I would literally bring like one of those like Bic like candle lighters with me. I, I mean, I don't I could you imagine? Honestly, could you picture it? Picture it. Try right now. Ridiculous, right? So I don't know if I've talked about this on my podcast before, but I got a DUI 10 years ago for sleeping in the backseat of my car. Um, I probably haven't talked about this because I feel embarrassed about it. Although I was sleeping in the back of my car at a gas station, gas station attendant called the police on me. They pulled me out of the back of the car and I got arrested. OK, this has been on my record for 10 years and it's about to fall off. So my insurance girl messaged me this week. I mean, things have just been happening lately, baby. I feel like I did that last podcast, the baby. I don't know where it came from. Um, things have just been happening lately and they've been just, I'm knock on wood. I don't want to jinx anything, but things have just been working out. So got a DUI for sleeping in the backseat of my car. What I learned in my classes, if you're ever going to sleep in the backseat of your car, your keys have to be outside of the car in the trunk on a tire. So basically put yourself inside of your car and then um, just broadcast your keys outside so someone can steal your car with you in it. <laughs> so um, it's my insurance girl messaged me this week and she was like, hey, your violations about to fall off of your record and your insurance is going to go down $750 a year. What? 
And then in the same breath, our lawyer messaged us and said, Brett can apply for a citizenship. My fees are $1,000 and then to file it's 750 So it's like, you know, in one, in, in comes some, out goes more. But it's okay because I'm so excited that's finally falling off my record. Our insurance has been so expensive ever since that happened. Um, it was like the last thing, like it doesn't show up on a background check for me anymore. Like it's, you're only required to provide like five or seven years worth of your background. So I haven't had to disclose it on any job applications, which has been nice. But the insurance thing, man, it really fucks us. It just sucks. And I'm so glad that it's finally falling off my record. If you're gonna sleep in your car, keys outside. I mean, that was 10 years ago. So who knows? Shit might have changed since then. But let me tell you, that was rough as hell. And it's not even that, not that people don't know about it. I posted about my breathalyzer that was in my car. It was like a thing. It was like a bit that I did on my Instagram back in the day. So if anyone creeped hard enough, you could go back and find it. You couldn't eat spicy foods. You couldn't eat chocolate because they had like sugar alcohols in them or something. I don't know how food works, but I was always setting my breathalyzer off. I was letting people blow into it at, at the time I lived with my best friend Summer and her husband. I was letting people blow in it when we had parties, not knowing that I went back to DMV. I mean, it was a whole mess. That part of my life, it was dark. It was dark. And a lot of my friends got one at the same time. And the day that I got it, I was celebrating that I had just gotten a promotion. And then after that, shit just fell the fuck apart. Anyways, my insurance is going down. We got that tax money. Brett's about to get his citizenship. I got another job. Things are looking, feeling good. Like I should. Mm, mm. Would you guys hate it if I stopped singing on this podcast or would you love it? Because I listened back to it and I'm like, oh, that's so bad. Um... Let's talk about The Bachelorette. Ooh, first of all, I want to tell you about this show. I want to tell you about this product that I've been using. Wouldn't that be nice? I need to learn how to monetize this podcast because your girl's killing it if I do say so myself. Honestly, every time I listen to it, I'm like, okay, that's enough. Five minutes in. <laughs> and I'm going to turn that off. I've heard enough. It's embarrassing. That's the freedom, though. You know, that's honestly what I like about being on the radio and tracking my show ahead. I just do whatever I want. Like, I just say whatever I want. And then I send it off and I don't have to think about it. Although I do miss live radio, there is something to say about like cracking the mic and turning up the volume and just fucking going for it. That is nice as well, but it's nicer just saying whatever the hell I want and then just not thinking about it. Like, bye, not going to think about that. Because that, I mean, that's kind of what happens with this podcast now that I don't edit it the same way. Like, I used to edit it and be like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. I'm taking that out. And then I might be taking stuff out that you guys like. Now I just let my freak flag fly and I let this bad boy roll. Zero editing involved, except for earlier I made a really disgusting, like, noise with my nose. So I'm definitely going to cut that out. But otherwise... I just say whatever I want. And it's so nice. Um, on Netflix, there's a show called Diagnosis and it is so fucking interesting. So it's this doctor, I believe in New York, and she also does a column for the New York Times. And so she wanted to do this crowdfunding thing where she got people who had undiagnosed conditions and posted about them in the New York Times, but also did like a visual, like a video where they're talking about the symptoms that they have. And then everyone around the world responds via video or writes in and basically says like, oh, I've heard of I've heard of this my cousin has this or you know because there's yeah, we're, yeah medicine in, in America they we might not know but there's so many different countries with different diseases out there so I've only watched a couple episodes so far the first one was super interesting um it's called Diagnosis on Netflix I definitely recommend watching it if you're into that sort of thing it's a really good watch um I actually might watch some of that tonight because it's my Friday 
and I don't have to work tomorrow. I'm just got to get my brows laminated and get a Starbucks. It's going to be a real hard day for me personally. Let's talk about The Bachelorette from last night. First of all, um, I don't understand what's up with all the guys rolling their pant legs up. Like, is that a new thing? Why is that happening? Blake, it's shouldn't be doing it because he shouldn't draw attention to the fact that he walks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, looks like a bear. And then Greg does it as well. And then Justin does it, too. I don't understand. I don't like it. Do we not know? Are we not liking the way men's jeans are at the bottom right now? Where is this trend coming from? I don't understand. Um, I knew right away. I mean, it was obvious she wasn't going to pick Justin. Spoiler, by the way. It was obvious she wasn't going to pick Justin. They had like little to no time together. It was obvious that she was going to pick Blake. The whole episode, though, first of all, it didn't need to be three hours long. Caitlin, I hate to say this, and I feel really bad saying this because I love Caitlin Bristow. She's the reason I started watching The Bachelor. But holy shit, has she fucked her face up or has she fucked her face up? The lip gloss that she was wearing, she looked like a Simpson. I mean, I hate to say it. And also, she has so much personality. Why is she so stiff on this show? Has she just turned into someone that she's not? I don't get it. Like, her personality was so out there. And on the show, she is like, please tell us how you feel about this. I just don't like it. I feel like she could be done and Tasha could carry the show easily. Tasha is so much more natural in the way that she hosts and just her. She just feels like she's talking to a friend. It doesn't feel like she is like, hello. Ha, how are you? Please tell us how you are feeling. I just don't understand. I don't understand and I don't like it. Um, I, I don't, I don't know why they had Katie. First of all, why isn't someone doing that girl's hair for her proposal? And then why did she just walk up to um, a bunch of tumbleweeds stuffed stuffed into some ceramics with a gray river as the backdrop? What, what, why are they doing her like this? I don't get it. Um, and then Blake, you know, we're made to think that he's maybe not going to propose. And I honestly wish that he wouldn't have because I don't like them together. I don't like them together. And I feel like Aunt Lindsay saw right through her his bullshit. And I feel very hot and cold with Aunt Lindsay, too. Like, I liked her questioning. She was very realistic. But at the same time, I'm annoyed with people that are like that. And I felt like Katie showcased that same personality later when Greg came out. Katie is one of those girls. I don't know how to explain it. She's one of those girls that like feeds off of people thinking that she's witty and funny and mean. But at the same time, she doesn't like being mean. She's over here saying Greg was talking down to her, but she is literally slating him in front of the studio audience. And she is thriving off of the applause. She even repeated some of the things that she had said. It's like, Katie, chill. Like, we get it. You're trying to be a mean girl right now. And you're trying to be like, I'm better than you. But all you're showing is the same respect that Greg showed you, honestly. And also showing that you're caring a little too much, girl. Maybe tone it down a little bit because you got a fiance that's waiting in the green room in the back watching you get super like it just you could tell that she cared. You could tell that she cared so fucking much and she was trying to hide it. Would Greg have been picked if he would have stayed? Absolutely. Was Blake second best? Yes. Does he know that? I don't know. I feel like he kind of does. And then it was such a snooze after the Greg thing that I honestly turned the TV off. Like I haven't even watched all of it yet because I'm not interested in her and Blake. Not at all. Not even the slightest bit. And I'm actually not really that excited for Bachelor in Paradise. Did you know that Becca Kufrin's going to be on it? Why? I am excited for Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. I feel like they're not going to do her like they did Katie. I feel like everything for Katie was so low budget. Also, when she met Blake for the first time after the Greg dumping, 
And she was in that like cuffed, sleeved, baby doll pink shirt. And she wore that white sweater a million times. How come everyone gets a stylist except for her? Like, why was ABC doing her like that? I don't get it. Oh, I didn't watch. Normally, I'm obsessed with, um, you know, the couples when they're engaged and we're just finding out about it. And I want to know what they've been up to and how they've been hiding. And I watch Jimmy Kimmel afterwards. I did none of that. Will I? Yeah, maybe tonight. But I'm, I, I haven't been thinking about it. it. Didn't keep me up last night. I had no problem turning the TV right off after she was done yelling at Greg in front of a live studio audience. I just felt like she I don't know. It felt like that was very rehearsed, like what she was going to say, like she was. She was thriving. She was feeding off of that applause. She loved saying those things and getting the audience reaction and the ooh. Also, Blake and Katie are very compatible in the way that they do. They both walk like complete idiots. Katie walks like she's got like a like a box in her shirt. I don't know, but I don't like it. I don't like them together. I've got Katie has Chriselle syndrome where sometimes I like her and sometimes I don't. And I didn't like her yesterday. I didn't like that. She wouldn't tell Greg that she loved him, but then she ended up saying it to Blake. Did she just tell Blake that she loved him? Cause she was so scared of losing someone else. Why didn't she just stick to her guns? Because it was clear that her connection with Greg was stronger. Why wouldn't she have just said, I love you to Greg and then kept Greg? And then she just decided to say it to Blake. I don't get it. I feel like she has Chriselle syndrome where she wants to be loved and she's just so desperate to be in a relationship and also a marriage. So she knew that it was time to just pull the trigger because she only had two guys left and one of them she did not want to be with. The whole thing's a mess. I don't I don't really know. I don't really know. I I feel like they're going to be different as far as the Bachelor franchise like. I don't think they're going to get any like promotions and they're not going to be out here like doing a YouTube video. I don't know. I'm just over them and I'm ready to move on, which is crazy because I didn't feel like that this entire season. I really enjoyed this season. I just don't like how it ended. And I feel like it ended by default with Blake. I don't feel like I feel like had a bunch of am I struggling right now to find my voice. I feel like had a bunch of different things happen differently, like Michael not leaving, Greg not leaving, everything would have been totally different. I think she would have ended up with Michael. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I'm not here for it. I am not here for it. I'm giving Katie the very aggressive, two-handed peace sign right now, and I'm shaking them. And I'm giving you guys the cute bye, peace. Bye, because I'm leaving, because I'm hungry, and I want to watch the challenge, which started last night, and I also want to watch Love Island. It's the last week. Oh, you guys, I cannot believe the cash is out of the villa, and so is Cinco, but I'm so glad that they met up afterwards, and their families met, and they had dinner, and he put the do-rag on her head, and he tied it, and they went to sleep, and do you think Cinco's a virgin? I'm obsessed with all these people from Love Island. Oh, that's another thing. Can you believe that Josh and Shannon left? I just feel like this season of Love Island is also going to be by default because Josh and Shannon left because Josh's sister passed away. I don't know how. Super unexpected. And so now Will and Kira, Kira, I don't know. She's so annoying, are probably going to win, even though I really hope that Corey and Olivia win. But all my favorite people left. I feel like the vibe of the villa is not good. Um, Not good at all. Anyways, Love Island is so good. It's about to all be out like the whole entire season because it ends this week. So if you didn't watch it, even though I just spoiled it for you, there's no way you're going to remember everything that I just said and everyone's name. So I urge you to go back and watch it. Um, Okay, for real this time. Bye. Peace. Peace. Follow me on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast. Make sure you're following the radio station page. Like I told you, please, please, please do it. 
I'll follow your pages. I do follow your pages. I support all your businesses. I like your shit. Fuego 101.9. Thanks. There's also going to be another one that I'm going to be asking you to follow in a few short weeks. All right. Bye-bye. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at WhatTheChuckPodcast.